Welcome to the Stronger Marriage Podcast, where today we are talking seven things husbands would love from their wives. Glad you could join us today. listening to another outstanding edition of the Stronger Marriage Podcast with your hosts, Trey and Lee Morgan. Hello, everybody. We are glad you are tuning in with us. Glad you're here today. We're talking, uh, we're talking husbands today. Husbands. We yeah. had a lot of people listen to our wives podcast on uh, things that uh, wives would love from their husbands. And today we're moving the shoe to the other foot. And we're going to talk a little bit to the wives of things you can do for your husband that he would like. And we'll disclaimer for just a minute because we always try to do this. These are a list of our seven things. This does not mean that these will fit every marriage. Um, best thing you can do is take a few notes and ask your husband, is this you? Are these things you like? Or is this not you? And, uh, but we try to base our podcasts, our posts on social media, and our workshop on kind of the majority of the crowd and what most husbands or wives would like. That's exactly right. So the first thing that we want to talk about is, uh, ladies, your husband needs and wants lots of praise from you. Lots and lots of praise. That is true. Uh, praise is a love language that oftentimes men and women need, but pretty much every man, because that's kind of how God created him, wants and needs affirmation and praise. Um, it is just something men love, and women are really good at doing that pre-marriage when they're flirting and when they're wanting him to know that we, we really, I really like him, and, and you're talking about how awesome he is and how strong he is and how handsome he is, and he looks good in this shirt, and everything he does is awesome, and he, he fell in love with you because you bragged on him all the time. That's right. And and you shouldn't stop, you know, just because you're married and, and you're used to each other. You kind of, you know, take each other for granted after you've been married for a while. But he still needs to hear you say all of those things. You know, he may have mowed the yard 592 times, but he still wants you to tell him every time, honey, the yard looks great. You did an awesome job mowing the yard. Um, they never get tired of hearing that. And, uh, that is true. You know, I've, I've said it before that that men are just little boys in grown-up bodies. Little boys love to hear praise and and need to hear praise. And, and your husband is the same way. And, and you may be a wife thinking, well, I, I need him to praise me too. And yes, it goes both ways. But we just, we just want to really make the point that... Um, you know, don't get comfortable with it with each other and get into a rut of not saying you're doing an awesome job at whatever it is that they do. That is true. And uh, wives have a lot of power. I don't know that they really realize this, but wives have the power to either build their husbands up with their words or really tear them down, that, that they hold an immense amount of power at... Um, 
either making their husband feel like he is super dad and super husband and super man, or with criticism, uh, really taking a big chunk out of his self-esteem because uh, men want their wives to be their biggest fan. And uh, if you can give him praise and tell him awesome, he is awesome, that, that will help. And you, you've probably noticed, uh, I know I do that, and, and uh, it's just a natural thing. Uh, men tend to come in on just the, the, the simplest things and, and go, hey, honey, I did this. And, you know, whether it's unload the dishwasher. Or, <laughs> I took out the trash. I took out the trash. And, and you've probably noticed your husband kind of can do something little and comes in to tell you, and you're wondering why he said anything to you. Yeah, and wi- wives are like, oh, congratulations. I made the bed, and I cooked dinner, and I unloaded the dishwasher, and I did six loads of laundry, and yay you, you took out the trash. Exactly. <laughs> but they want you to notice and to tell them they did a good job. Yeah, and that's just how God created men that way. And once, once it, it's, an amazing, it's an amazing, powerful tool uh, not not manipulating, but but I, I shared this with a friend recently and, and said, I can't get my husband motivated to do anything. And I said, have you praised him? Well, occasionally. I said, I want you just to wear him out. Just heap it on thick. Every time he does what you're wanting him to do, you just load him up with praise. And I, I heard back from her about a week later. She said, I really was intentional at looking for things to give him lots of praise on and said he responded well to that because, um, you know, he, he noticed that I, I liked that and I gave him praise for it and then he would do it again. And and so it's a really good way to motivate your husband. Yeah. Healthy motivator. Yep. So what's the next one we're going to talk about? Uh, Number two, another thing that uh, your husband really needs from you or loves when you do, and that is when you do something with him that he likes to do. When you hang out with him doing one of his hobbies, whatever that is. Yeah. So if you want a technical term for this, Dr. Willard Harley in his book, His Needs, Her Needs, calls this recreational companionship. And that's when, you know, if he, if he loves to watch football, sit down and and watch football with him. Or if he loves to play golf, learn how to play golf, whatever it is. um, He really just wants you to take part in what what it is he likes to do. Mm -hmm. Fishing, uh, you you just, just whatever it is. And, And if you've if he's asked you to do whatever it is he loves to do several times and you've told him no, he's probably stopped asking and you may have to bring it up the next time you go, I would love to go ride with you. And maybe you don't like to play golf. Maybe you don't want to play golf. Maybe you don't want to uh, sit every Saturday and watch college football. But but learn the players, learn the stuff, uh, be able to communicate those things um, with him to be able to have that kind of conversation with him so that he knows that you've taken an interest in it that really helps yeah. you know and and we've had wives tell us okay i've tried what it is that he likes to do i really have tried it and i really just don't enjoy doing it and you know we think okay that's great if you've tried it we want to encourage you to find something that you both enjoy doing together don't just give up and say that's his thing and and i've got my thing Find something to, that you can both enjoy doing together because there is something out there that you will both enjoy doing and it's very important that you have that fun recreational time together. Yep, some common interests. So what are some, real quickly for some personal examples, what are some things, uh, let's talk about some things that you do, Miss Morgan, that uh, that I really enjoy you being a part of. And I can think of two or three um, 
watching watching sports, keeping up with sports. Baseball, uh, you weren't always a baseball fan, and now you may nope. be a bigger baseball fan than we are. I never really knew anything about baseball. My dad didn't watch baseball when I was growing up. You know, he watched football, and, and I could appreciate football, but I never knew anything about baseball. So when you and the boys started taking an interest in it, it I didn't really have that much interest until I realized, hey, they're going to, to baseball games without me, and... You know, they're watching it, and I don't know anything about this, so I decided I better learn some things about the game, and I actually went to a game with y'all one time instead of saying, y'all go, and I'm going to go do something else. Um, and I'm really glad that I took the time and uh, put a little energy into learning it because I love, love baseball. And now, you know, I'm thinking, where has this been all my life? Let me, let me tell you a quick story about a, a, a really smart lady. And then we'll move on to the next point. Um, Lee, Lee was, you were having a, or with a, a group of ladies having a Bible study one time and talking relationships and marriage and things like this. And all the ladies were sitting around talking and the conversation came up and maybe it was a discussion question of uh, a pretend situation and how would you respond. And the situation was, um, if your husband has not been off for like three weeks and finally he gets a weekend off, and for the first time, he's going to get to spend some time at home or whatever. And he's come in and said, I think I'm going to go fishing uh, because I just need a break. What would you do? And there were several ladies in there that said, man, I'd, he'd be sleeping on the couch and I wouldn't be cooking for him and he wouldn't be sleeping in my bed or anything along those lines. And one really, really wise lady in there, I loved her comment. You remember what she said? I do, because I think it was me. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know, I think probably the best thing to do would be to learn how to like fishing. That's it. And uh, I was trying not to throw you out there. As, <laughs> but anyway, yes, it was you. And, and, and maybe learning to love fishing would be something that, you know, a, a connection that you and your spouse would have. And so very, very important that you do things that he likes to do. It's called recreational companionship. Give me another one. Uh, on to the next point. Yeah, number okay. three. All right. Um, he really loves it, ladies, when you flirt with him. Why do you suppose that is? Well, Just a I, man thing? You know, and I think flirting kind of goes maybe a little bit along with not necessarily giving him praise, but I think flirting might stroke your ego a little bit. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree <laughs> with that. So, yeah. Um, we flirted before we got married, ladies. You know, all the time we were flirting. Uh, and I promise you, your husband still loves it when you flirt. He, he does. And, and you know, there's something, uh, about 75%, I'm trying to not jump ahead too much. Men generally have a higher sex drive than, than women do. And, and usually on a man's need is, is sexual fulfillment. And uh, flirting is kind of, honestly, it's a little bit of a precursor to that. That doesn't mean that you're uh, a tease, but it, it's just saying, I want you more than just as a friend. That's right. You're letting him know that you are still interested. And that's a really big thing to, to husbands. I, I'm still attracted to you. Uh, you still turn me on. Um, and flirting, whether, I don't know what you did pre-marriage, ladies, uh, whether it was uh, bat your eyes or touches on whatever you did to flirt, you still need to be doing some of those things because he likes it. He really, really does when you flirt with him. Yeah, so at one of our workshops, we actually had a lady come up to us and say, well, you talked about flirting, but you didn't tell us how to flirt. And we thought, well, okay, we didn't 
realized that we that we really needed to spell that out. So if you're thinking, you know, I, I maybe I've just forgotten how to flirt. Um, tell the ladies some things that you enjoy. Um, I, I like it when I... I love it when I get a kiss. Of course, any kiss is a great kiss, but sometimes you get real kisses, and there's a difference between a kiss and a <laughs> and a real kiss. Whoa, that was a real kiss. And and sometimes you get that real kiss, and it's like, wow, that was a that was a real kiss. Uh, sometimes a kiss at a a different spot, meaning not the door when you come in from work, um, but maybe in the car at a stoplight or out in public and it's just kind of a random, wow, she just kissed me. And uh, maybe maybe it is uh, taking your foot and rubbing rubbing his leg under the table, but there's always a, a point to this you've got to be careful of. If you are in a crowd, you need to double check that it's his leg and not, there you not somebody go. else's that's, leg. That's, yeah, that's exactly important. right. <laughs> and so uh, uh, text messaging is fantastic. Now, Lee is really good with sending little flirty texts. And I love, I love that she does that. Uh, I don't, I think most of my screenshots that I have on my phone was probably something that my wife sent me that was a little flirty and I just, it just makes me feel good. Um, and, and so send him a little flirty text message. Um, and, and again, make sure it's going to him and not, not somebody else. But, uh, uh, you know, tell him, just tell him, hey, you looked amazing today or I can't wait to see you tonight. Or um, Lee sent me one, one time she was having lunch with a bunch of ladies and uh, I think she made a sent me a text message that I, I will miss you for lunch today, uh, but I'll have you for dessert later or something along those lines. And I just remember thinking, wow, you know, <laughs> I think I double screenshotted that one. Um, but uh, yeah, a little flirty text message is that's that those are healthy and, and most nine out of ten husbands love it, and that uh, tenth husband probably is dead or something. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't have a pulse. Give me a number four out of seven. Okay, so ladies. Every once in a while, or probably even more than every once in a while, your husband would love for you to be the one to initiate sex. So why is this important to you? Um, well, if, if I'm the husband that has the higher sex drive, and we, we try to mention oftentimes in 75% of marriages, that's just a pretty good number, the husband does have the higher sex drive. And so he may feel like he is begging all the time, or he's the one doing the asking all the time. And he doesn't want to be the one that just is constantly going, uh, is the night tonight. Uh, you know, he didn't want to feel, I don't want to feel like I'm begging all the time. And so really good, healthy marriages kind of take turns in, in initiating. But I will tell you one thing that we've had some issue with um, that we'll be open about for just a second that, that maybe some of the men listening to this will go, oh, I hadn't thought about that. If you're the one with a higher sex drive, you may be over there sitting, well, sitting there going, I'm always in the mood. I'm just waiting for her. Well, she may not know that. She doesn't understand that you can be in the mood at the drop of a hat. Um, you need to be letting her know on occasion. You can't just let her be the one that always instigates, uh, initiates. Uh, you've also got to occasionally go, hey, you know, this would be a good day. Nothing's on the <laughs> schedule, you know, whatever it is. So let her know. Just don't automatically think, well, hey, I'm ready. The flag is up. So just uh, let me know when, when you're ready. And so, but, but husbands love when, when their wives initiate. Now, and let me also say this. It doesn't matter if you're the, the husband or the wife. One of them, one person shouldn't do all the initiating. Right. A healthy marriage 
both both people are initiating. Yes, and and frequency should be a mutual decision made by a husband and wife. The person with the lower sex drive shouldn't be the one who gets to say, this is how often we're going to have sex. It ought to be a mutual decision. So if you're sitting over here and you're going, hey, four times a week sounds great, and your spouse says, no, hey, how about two times a week, then meet in the middle at three. Uh, and so always look for an option. But I will tell you, wives, if your husband has the higher sex drive, he absolutely loves it when you initiate. Yes. So talk about one more thing before we move on to the next point. Okay, so... One of the points... Let me, let me throw this yeah. out here real quick. Uh, we threw out a little question yesterday or on, on our Instagram social media and, and asked, have you been more sexual or less sexual during the quarantine time? And a big section of you sent messages going, we have kids home and that makes it really tough. Yeah. And, and it does. And we're not going to say, you know, hey, <laughs> do better. We're, we're simply saying we know that's tough. Having kids at home... Uh, kids are out of school. It, it is not always as easy when, when the kids are out of the house uh, to be as good intimately as you should. And so there are two or a th- couple of things that, that as, let's give some tips to some, uh, maybe some couples that have uh, kids at home. Let's start with the little bitty kids. If you've got little bitty kids, then we know that putting multiple small children down at night, we always say is kind of like the whack-a-mole game. Uh, you get them down and one pops up you pop that one down another one pops up but there comes a time where you think you have them down and instead of just going in there and plopping in your chair in front of a TV go to your room lock a door behind you and make some time for intimacy with your spouse that is really really important yeah and and if it if it's been a while and you both know it and, and maybe you're feeling a little tension you might just need to address the elephant in the room and say you know I I know it's been a while and I hope it will be soon. Let's let's work on a plan. Uh, and, and just let him know that you are thinking about it. That will make him feel better knowing that it's not just a, uh, you know, she or my spouse is not interested at all. Right. You know. Uh, learn the art of the quickie. Uh, that's what uh, one of the things that Kevin Lehman talks about in his book. Uh, while the kids are watching a cartoon or something like that, um, your whole marriage should not be based around quickie sex, but uh, sometimes that's a that's a really good thing to add to your arsenal of marriage intimacy. Yeah, it, it also doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out, you know, every single time session. Uh, so, yeah, quickies are just fine, especially when you have small children. They're probably very, very necessary. There you go. Uh, number, number five, number five out of seven. Um, Tell him, your husband would love it, if you would just tell him what you need instead of making him guess. We get a lot of feedback from husbands that when we say that, they always go, yeah, you know. Um, And it's not that I think wives like to confuse their husbands. It's just that wives oftentimes think their husbands should be more intuitive intuitive observant yes and sometimes husbands aren't very good at that if you've got one of those type of guys you did really well because uh that's generally not how most husbands are made up yeah and you know you you would hope after 30 years of marriage that your husband does kind of learn your likes and dislikes and what you need and, and don't need um but at the same time you've still got to just openly communicate 
those things to him. Don't just expect him to know just because you've been married for 30 years or whatever it is. Uh, that'll get you in trouble every time. You've got to communicate. Got to communicate. Uh, sometimes, as silly as this sounds, sometimes you have to tell your husband straightforward, don't beat around the bush, don't drop hints. And you may have to tell him more than once. You will likely have to tell him more than once. Should it be that way? It shouldn't be that way. But uh, sometimes you just have to tell him two or three times to get him to connect. And and we've it's taken us nearly 30 years to figure that out. And there are times you'll tell me something and I'll go... I will actually say, you're going to have to tell me this a couple of more times before it connects because I've never done it that way, whatever it is. And so uh, sometimes it takes a little while for us to just connect and, uh, and, and understand that it works that way. But the best thing you can do is don't beat around the bush. Don't drop hints. Don't think he just knows. Um, you just shoot straight and tell him. Number six. Exactly. Okay, so... Okay, this is a good one, ladies. Choose to be your husband's lover and not his mother. Ooh. He did not marry you to be his mother. He's already got one of those. Ooh, that's and that's really good. And and when you get married, now, can can sometimes husbands be irresponsible? Yes. Can sometimes husbands need to be told, pick this up and do this? Yes. But a husband married his wife to be his lover and not his mother. And uh, that is a, a concept that sometimes is a little tougher to do um, than it's easier to say. And so he's going to want things like love me, flirt with me, be intimate with me. Um, don't don't mother me. Yeah, um, and it and it's hard when you've got kiddos at home and you're kind of in that mode, you know, of telling the kids and you know clean your room and and it's your turn to do this and. And you just kind of get in that mindset, but you have to realize that, yeah, your husband does not need to tell him to clean his room and take out the trash like you do the kids. Yeah. All right, let's knock out that last one. Uh, ladies, another thing that your husband really loves, I promise, is for you to pray for him. It is, and that we, we included that on the, the husband list. Uh, praying together, let your husband know prayed for you today, asking, is there anything specific I can pray about? Cover him in prayer. Uh, pray for your marriage. Pray for your relationship. Uh, we probably need to do a podcast on things you can pray for your for your family and for your marriage, some specifics. Uh, we do uh, one of those lessons in our Stronger Families workshop, and we need to do that at some point. But praying together is a good thing. And we mentioned last, last podcast, one of the best things you can do is just reach over and Grab his hand at bedtime and go, can I say a prayer for us tonight? And and say, Lord, protect us. Uh, bless our marriage. Bless our family. In Jesus' name, amen. Something very simple. And I promise you, that is a blessing uh, to him and to your marriage and to your family. It's a healthy, healthy thing. It, it really is. really is. And we hope that you get in the habit of uh, not only praying for him privately, but praying together. Yeah, that is exactly right. Uh let me throw this out there and we're done. Uh, Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock, Texas. We are still on for a conference in July. And we're excited about this. It's on our website. You can uh, just click on any of the links and find it. Uh, we are limited on seating because of um, social, distancing. social distancing. And so we're only going to take about 50 couples. And we're going to do first come, first, come, first serve basis. 
Uh, registration will open up on June the 1st, and we'll take the first 50. We will tell you there's a couple of things different about this workshop. Generally, most of our workshops are free. Uh, we get to host churches to cover expenses so that there's not a charge to couples. Uh, this one's going to be a little bit different. We're going to actually, it's going to be a little bit different setting, a little bit different than a normal workshop. We're going to have some uh, giveaways, including some marriage books that everybody will get. Um, just some things we don't want to share all the details right now. But uh, we're, we're very excited about this. We're hoping couples will use this for a getaway weekend. It'll be a Friday night and Saturday, and it's actually going to be Friday night and a little longer Saturday. We're going to have some homework sessions in there. We're going to have a lot of fun. Going to be a little bit more intimate setting than some of our really big workshops. And so uh, if this sounds like something that you would enjoy, uh, be watching for more information that we will be posting soon about this workshop in Lubbock, Texas. Yeah, don't don't be intimidated by the word homework session. Yeah. Uh, we, we basically just want to give you more time to spend together one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. And we hope that during that time you'll... Uh, do some discussing of the things that we've talked about in the workshop. And so um, we just think it'll be a really healthy weekend for your marriage. And we encourage you to, um, you know, if you can stay Saturday night as well, uh, you know, we're going to finish up middle of the afternoon Saturday, but we encourage you to take the whole weekend. If you've got, you know, a sitter lined out for your kids, just take advantage of the That's whole right. weekend. It's going to be an awesome weekend. We're yeah. very excited about this. We're trying something totally different, totally new. And we'll see how it goes and what kind of feedback we get on it. And we will get more details to you soon. But uh, thank you for listening. If you like this, whatever you're listening on, whether this is iTunes or Spotify or something, if you want to leave us a, a, a good rating or a review, that would help us a ton. It just gets the message of healthy marriages out a little bit more. We appreciate you guys listening. Thank you for your time. Much love goes to you. Got anything else you want to say? No, that's it. We'll see y'all. Bye-bye.